I'm Julie Gould and this is the Science Mamas podcast where we'll be sharing tales and tips from the lives of mamas in science. In this episode we speak to Science Mama Rebecca Johnson. She's the Dean of Academics and Deputy Director at the Marine Corps University in Virginia in the US. Her current research explores how to develop and maintain moral fitness. She had her little girl in 2017 at a later stage in her life, when she was already a dean in her 40s, and talks about the benefits and challenges that this brings. So I don't think women necessarily have to wait to have their children to develop themselves professionally. What I would say, though, is I absolutely feel like since I'm more senior in my field, I've got more credibility, I have a reputation already. And so if I have to call out because the baby is sick or if something happens, People already know that I'm competent. They know that I work hard. I'm already established. I'm not trying to prove myself. And so it does make it easier. But we don't just talk about the impacts that having children has on your career. We discuss some of the ways in which it actually turns your entire life upside down, including dealing with the infinite mess that your house ends up in. At what stage of your career were you when your your daughter was born? So fairly senior. I'm in academia. I'm the dean of the Marine Corps War College. So I had been teaching on the regular faculty at a different college um, up until two years ago when I was hired on as dean. So I'd been in that position for about a year and a half when I had my daughter. Was it planned? I'm in my 40s, so it was as planned as you can get when you get a little older. There's always... um, just a bit of luck, I think, involved. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, you have been incredibly lucky and now you have a lovely little girl who uh, is probably gracing every moment of your life. Was it a conscious decision to wait until you were at this stage of your career or at this age to start your family? Uh, yes and no. So I'd always known that I wanted to be married to have children, that I didn't want to be a single mom, mostly because I don't know that I've got the internal fortitude. I think single mothers work so hard. I have a ton of respect for them. And and I just didn't know that I could pull it off and be faithful to my child the way that I would want to be. So I always knew I wanted to be married. And and I wasn't. I mean, I married my husband uh, right before my 40th birthday. Is that right? No, a few months before I turned 41. I've lost my memory uh, since I've had my daughter. (laughs) Um, And so we, we, he wanted a child. We've both been married before, but no children. We, We both knew we wanted a family. And so we immediately got to the business of of working on that, I had a hiccup, reset, tried again, and, and pretty quickly got pregnant, which was nice. And, and that pregnancy resulted in our, our lovely daughter. Oh, that's so wonderful to hear. There are many people, especially many young women, who, who can't decide what is the right time to have a child, uh, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to balancing the concept of having a family with having a career. So do you have any advice for people in, in that respect? One, knowing yourself in terms of your medical history is incredibly important. You know, I was 42, almost 42 when my daughter was born. And the entire pregnancy, the doctors looked at me as if I were 80. My mom was older when I was born. I have an older sister who had a child in her 40s. So I had a hunch that I would be okay later in life conceiving and successfully carrying a child to term. You never know. I mean, even 
even perfectly healthy younger women have trouble conceiving and carrying a child. So none of it is a given. It really is a miracle when, when a baby is born. Yeah. But you can have some degree of confidence that you've got some time. If your mom went through early menopause, waiting till your 40s might not be a responsible option for you if you want to bear your own child and not have a surrogate or adopt or, or foster or something like that. But I've known friends of mine who had their children when they were completing a PhD program, and it's exhausting, but it's completely doable. So I don't think women necessarily have to wait to have their children to develop themselves professionally. What I would say, though, is I absolutely feel like since I'm more senior in my field, I've got more credibility. I have a reputation already. And so if I have to call out because the baby is sick or if something happens, people already know that I'm competent. They know that I work hard. I'm already established. I'm not trying to prove myself. And so it does make it easier. Right. It's not going to be easy. Whatever road you go down, I'm exhausted all the time. <laughs> I was going to say. And, and if I had been younger, I probably wouldn't be so exhausted. Oh, no, older, no, no. You still, you still, you still, you still get exhausted even when you're younger. <laughs> Trust me on that one. You still yeah. get very tired. <laughs> So, I mean, one of the other things that you in senior leadership as a dean of a college um, have to do uh, is to attend conferences, represent mm -hmm. your college, represent the work that you do. How do you manage that with a young baby? You know, it's funny. I never thought about it until this last conference I went to in Dallas. I just bring her with me. I mean, she, I, I'm blessed to have a very easy baby. She never had colic. She's always happy. She smiles all the time. She's not she doesn't cry all that often, and if she does, it's because she's hungry or she needs a diaper. Like, there's a very specific reason. She doesn't get fussy, and she's not super vocal. And until last week, she wasn't very mobile either. But it was easy for me to take her places, and she's still nursing, and so it just makes sense. She goes where I go, and there's no drama to it. And I've had success doing that. I was speaking on a panel, and so my husband, I'm also very fortunate. My husband has flexibility in his work schedule. And so we went... Uh, together and he was in the back of the room with the baby and I was up in the front on the panel and I pointed at the baby you know everybody oohed and awed because who doesn't love a baby of course uh, and it was then I did my normal thing and and that was that it was nothing you know he took her outside at one point because she started to make some noise but it was a non-event you say it's a non-event and you say it's no big deal I mean for you it's no big deal but there are people who do make those random comments well, so for so, them right. it, for so, them it is a, a I guess a big deal because it's not it's not and, often that you see, you know, a senior academic come to a conference with, with a, a tiny one in tow. Well, and that's what's so funny. I never have considered myself to be unself-aware. I always thought I had a good self-awareness, but <laughs> I was a little not, uh, a little off-center on this one because I really didn't think it was a big deal. She's a baby. You take her, people, you see babies all the time. Like, what's the drama? Get over it. She's not screaming in the room. Like, she's not disrupting the panel. Just... You, you do your business and get out of this panel what you're going to get out of it. I'm going to do my business and get out of it. When I'm, the fact that the baby is sitting here breathing oxygen and, and not being in any way disruptive, who cares? But some people had some pretty passionate opinions about it. Some women were very encouraging and came up and, and praised me for being so brave to bring my daughter. And I didn't think I was being brave at all. I was just bringing my daughter. I mean, that's just what you do. So I had one person ask if I was the wife of the speaker. And explained, no, I, don't, I didn't think my actual husband would appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, that I was just there, just like any other conference goer. I, I didn't have anyone say anything nasty to me or anything like that, but definitely some looks like, who are you and what are you doing here? You, you do not belong. And I find that surprising. Tell me something wonderful and exciting about how your little girl has had a positive impact on your working career so far. Well, I think in a couple of ways. 
one, she certainly makes me a more efficient time manager. So this bias that, that um, working moms are somehow less capable, I find laughable because I feel like I get so much more done now. Yeah, you're a lot more focused. Survival. Yeah, you have to be because when I'm home, I need to be home with her or I want to be home with her anyway. And, and there's not really another option. You know, she takes, particularly as an infant, they just take a lot of time. When she gets older, it might be a bit different. Work. No, it's not different. And I got to crank. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got to get stuff done. Although we try and get everything done, but some things aren't going to go quite as perfectly as we had hoped. And that tends to leave women feeling a little bit guilty in one form or another. Uh, is that something you've had an experience with yet? I mean, a little bit. Something that I've, I have to be careful about is, I mean, the, the, the place where we've taken the hit is at home. I mean, our house is a, is a disaster and we, we try to stay on top of it. You know, you get the laundry done and the dishes done and the food made, you know, all that. But, but man, do we need to dust. And we've got random things in random rooms that need to be put away. You know, so the, the basic housekeeping has fallen off. But that is what it is. You can live in a messy house and kids are happy and, and partners are happy. And that's not so dramatic. I don't like it, but it's not awful. But I think the part where I really have to be attentive, and probably a lot of women as well, is my relationship with my husband. I love my daughter and he loves her too. He dotes on her like... Like you wouldn't, it's a, it's so adorable. I love watching them together. It's nice, isn't it? I love it too. But yeah, but that's a lot of me and her time and him and her time. And a lot of the him and me time is, is household management. Who's going to take care of this and who's going to do this. And in keeping that marriage relationship when you're exhausted. And I'm not just talking about sex. I just mean the, I mean, I am talking about that too, but, but just the general relationship of having a, a connection and a friendship and a bond, an emotional bond with your partner it's easy to to let that slide because you know it's good and there are all these other fires that you've got to put out. But you can't let that coast forever. You've got to really stay invested in it if that's something that's important to you. Not just for you, but also for your children as well. Absolutely, to see that. What they, I've, I've become increasingly convinced of this over time. For I have no parenting expertise beyond the seven months I've had this little nugget of a daughter, but... I truly believe that what kids see in their parents' relationships, they model themselves when they grow older. It's just what they know. And so absolutely having a successful, warm, loving, fruitful marriage, it just sets your kids on, on such a good trajectory for the relationships that they'll have in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things where as you grow up, you realize you're turning into your mother or your father. And you don't want them to think <laughs> like, oh, God, I'm turning into my mother. You want them to be like, yeah, I'm like my mom. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, on this happy note and your so far very happy experience, what advice do you have for anyone in research who would like to have a family? Well, I think a few things. One, do it. If you want to start a family and you feel like you're ready, I mean, you're never ready, but if you feel like you're ready enough that, that this really is something, you don't have to wait until you're in your 40s. Go for it. Again, you have to make some adjustments, but any time you have a child, you have to make an adjustment. Even if you're not in a research profession, even if you're a stay-at-home mom, you have to make adjustments because you have another human coming into your world. So I would say the more you trust yourself and your decisions and the more confident you can be, the happier you're going to be and the happier you are, the better it is for your baby and your family. So I would say the less you worry, the better. Just go and do it. Don't worry about other what people are saying. If people look at you like you're crazy, so that's their business. You don't have to make it your responsibility to change other people's minds. You live your life the best you can and, and trust yourself and be happy with your decisions. The second thing I would say, while all of that is true, nothing beats good preparation. And so if you're contemplating starting a family, don't 
pull back from your professional responsibilities, stay involved in your career, continue to try for those promotions and those professional opportunities, but be thinking about how you can incorporate family in terms of a child into your career. And certainly as soon as you know you're pregnant, be thinking about who can cover your responsibilities when you're on maternity leave. What does maternity leave look like at your organization? What are the child care options available to you? How are you going to accommodate work and, and this new family that you're building? Because the more you can map that out ahead of time, the easier it will be when you actually come time to, to do it. Again, there are always going to be bumps in the road. There will be surprises. That's life. But the more you can plan for it and find ways within that plan to really invest in your own professional development, not silly committee work that doesn't have anything to do with your professional growth, but actual professional development for you, those opportunities, the better positioned you are to continue to develop through the pregnancy and then through childhood for your baby. Becky, thank you very much for sharing your tips and story with us. Thank you, Science Mama, Rebecca Johnson. Have you got a story to share about being a science parent? Or have you got a question to ask about what it's really like? Then please send them in to me because I really want to find out and to help. So you can contact me through the website www.sciencemamas.com or you can send me an email at thesciencemamas at gmail.com. Science Mama. I love my science mama. I love my science mama.